Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 27th of July, the 209th day of this leap year of 2020, which has 157 days remaining until 2021. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide was over 15 and a half million, an increase again of over 1.6 million since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week has topped 4 million, an increase again of more than 400,000 cases since the week before. In second place toward the end of last week was again Brazil, its confirmed cases nearing 2.3 million. India again was in third place with a cumulative total of nearly 1.3 million confirmed cases. Russia was again in fourth place, having approximately 800,000 confirmed cases, followed somewhat distantly by South Africa, which has risen to fifth place, with nearly 409,000 confirmed cases, having swapped places with Peru, which is now in sixth place, with almost 372,000 confirmed cases, followed closely by Mexico, again in seventh place, with 371,000 cases. The number of deaths from COVID-19 globally by this past Friday was nearing 635,000, up over 44,000 from the previous week, making last week's increase 9,000 greater than that from the week before. In other words, the angle on the fatality graph steepened significantly from that of the week before. This past Friday, confirmed COVID-19 deaths in the United States totaled nearly 144,500, up more than 5,500 deaths from the previous week. In other words, nationwide, COVID-19 this past week killed at least 785 United States citizens per day. We remain the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet, with Brazil again in second place, having nearly 85,000 deaths, and the UK again in third place with close to 46,000 deaths. Mexico moved into fourth place this past week with a cumulative death total of nearly 42,000. Heavenward this morning in another hour, our moon will enter its first quarter at 8.34 a.m. This evening, with a little help from Mother Nature providing a bit of clear sky, we might discern the dark areas of the moon existing collectively to compose its dark side, which is also its near side. The dark side is composed of smooth, low-lying lunar planes called maria, the plural for the Latin word mare, meaning sea. These dark maria on the moon's near side are solidified remnants of ancient lunar seas of molten magma and are responsible for the near side of the moon reflecting less light than the far side, which has fewer maria. Tomorrow night, the moon will be near Antares and Scorpius, and on Friday, the last day of July, Jupiter and Saturn will hang near the moon for a couple of evenings until the weekend, when August opens with the full sturgeon moon, also known as the green corn moon, the red moon, and the grain moon. 
Today in 1953, having begun on the 25th of June 1950, when North Korea invaded South Korea, the Korean War ended with an armistice signed by the two Koreas and the generals of the United Nations, thus creating a truce to end 37 months of fighting. Today in 1974, the United States House of Representatives charged President Richard M. Nixon with the first of three articles of impeachment for obstruction of justice. Many of us who grew up in the 1950s and 60s thought of Nixon and his crew in the early 70s as quite the scoundrels, politicians and assorted henchmen who would apparently stop at nothing to accomplish their aims. But they all seem pretty meek and mild in contrast to Uncle Donnie and his gang. Nixon at least had the decency to step down from the presidency before he sullied the office any further, but this has certainly not been the case with Donald Trump, who from the get-go is head of the executive branch as if he were simply proceeding with further episodes of the Apprentice television series. Yet, blessedly, we sense that the Apprentice shtick is wearing out. Locally in the Old Town Orono area for the past few weeks, a large dark blue pickup truck with a large Trump-Pence 2020 flag flying from the truck bed has taken to periodically driving the major thoroughfares in an effort to attract attention, though the exercise conveys a sad blend of desperation and pathos. In another look back, we might think of Dwight Eisenhower as a GOP nominee for president, who in summer 1952 met with advertising slickster Rosser Reeves, who would make Ike the first general election 30-second television ad star. How almost innocent those first ads appeared, in contrast to the nastiness of our latest renditions. Today in 1940 in Hollywood, California, Bugs Bunny was born when Warner Brothers Studios released the cartoon A Wild Hare, whose plot became the standard Bugs Bunny adventure, Elmer Fudd unsuccessfully pursuing a wascally wabbit for dinner. Multiple artists contribute to the creation of Bugs, among them Warner's animation director Tex Avery, who came up with the idea of the wise cracking rabbit. Avery took the tagline, What's up, Doc?, from an irreverent childhood friend. Mel Blanc produced the part, Brooklyn, part Bronx voice, and animator Chuck Jones contributed plots, commenting, Bugs is what I would like to be. Debonair, quick-witted, very fast on the comeback, I'd have the ability to be a sort of male Dorothy Parker and to have the quip ready every time. I think of beautiful quips, Jones continues, but they're always late. I go home and think, I should have said that. Wouldn't it be wonderful to think that fast? And bugs can, you see. Today is also the birthday of Norman Lear in 1912 and of Peggy Fleming in 1948. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the sixth official week of summer 2020.